0: Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bay hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bake. This is Toby. This is Jasmine. And this is Sophie. And this is our second episode of the year. Party, party. I know. Guess who's back and better
1: than ever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And speaking of episodes, you might have noticed, and we apologize, that we haven't been uploading as much as we have in the past year and a half. And that's because, as you know, life gets busy. We're living in two different continents and in two different completely locations, time zone, et cetera, et cetera. And with all these different changes, we figured out that the best way to continue to record and make sure that we're still able to do this because we love doing it, um, but in the same way, be able to adapt to our new lives and schedules, we'll be uploading once a month, but we'll make sure that the episode that we upload once a month is fire and lives up to you guys' expectations. Absolutely. (laughs)
2: sorry
0: we're not all in the same room it's hard and we try to like train ourselves to make sure we don't talk over each other so please be (laughs) patient with our awkward silences
1: i know but yes we we are coming to you guys live at least the beginning of the month we're gonna try our best and like toby said so sorry for the
0: delays but you know quality over quantity that's
2: right baby
0: yeah. Okay. So moving on to what's happened in the past month. Too much. Yeah. Who wants to start? Um, I
1: guess I'll start. And also, I just want to reiterate that um, we are still in the beginning of January and just so much has happened. Um, so, And we'll probably be most likely reflecting on just pivotal things that happened in the month prior. So in the month of January, I would definitely say... Um, A true tragedy is, you know, just is what we started our year off with. And uh, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. The whole world is shocked. Still, um, the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, as well as the other seven passengers that were in the helicopter, um, you know, in his really tragic accident off of like in Calabasas.
0: Yeah, honestly, it was just one of those things <sighs> that came out of nowhere. I think it's a lot different when someone passes away after we've known that they've been sick or they've lived for many years. But it was just, I'm sure we all remember where we were when we found out the news and just how quickly it spread. And then just that like overwhelming sense of like sadness and like just complete shock is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And then I know, like, for me, and this isn't about me whatsoever, but it just made me realize how quickly, like, this was such a tragic and sad accident that shook all of us around the world in a different way. But then, of course, even the next second or minute, everyone else's life continues. And it's like, say you were at work or say you were at a dinner or something like people say it and then within 30 minutes or even 10 like everyone has moved on to something else and it's like wow you can do that when it wasn't like your family member or someone extremely close to you's life like that has just been like taken away from them but it's like the Bryant family like anyone close to them it's like they can't do that absolutely it's just crazy with that it is crazy
2: and it's you know when my I was coming back from Colorado and my friends like told me because like her brother had sent her like a TMZ screenshot which I'm I'm not sure if this is confirmed or not I saw um the sheriff that was um called onto the scene for the the Bryant crash they said that TMZ had leaked this story before they were even able to confirm who was on the helicopter or not um meaning that maybe TMZ had leaked the information before the families were able to, you know, be aware of the situation, which is super shitty. They shouldn't have to, you know, necessarily find things out through the internet through mm-hmm. TMZ or through news stations without it being confirmed. Um, But it's kind of like those things that just rock the world. And along besides the fact that it was Kobe Bryant and, his like his legacy and his height of fame a helicopter crash is like not a cute way to leave this earth and it's just it's honestly a tragic tragic way of death and um you know you like toby said you go back to your everyday life and you realize at some point like there's families that their lives will never be the same again and it's just it's honestly just terrible and there's still you know people still trying to report on this like you see on snapchat that you know they're trying to release the distress calls and you know there was a surveillance camera footage that was released and i'm like can we just let these you know families mourn in peace um Without having all the details exploited, and Vanessa Bryant went off of being private on Instagram, you know, and it's kind of like you people are trying to exploit and expect these comments from these families when um in reality they don't owe us anything. they're allowed to grieve and mourn in their own way and not necessarily share it with the world and you know sometimes it kind of just feels like you know social media has heightened this idea of intimacy and that these people owe this to us they owe these explanations and their grief griefing process with us and in reality they don't and you know on i was like fall i still follow a lot of kobe stuff on twitter just because people are still talking about it um and you social media i think has played a big part in how the news has spread and how people are grieving I think it can be a great platform for people to express their emotions and to um show their artwork and show their grieving process but then you also on the other hand um you can grieve together but then you expect people of the family to people of the families that are now deceased to come on and share their process with them you know sometimes I feel like it's a little bit too intimate
0: with mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. but
2: it's honest it's just it's just terrible it's sad um and like toby said like you remember, you'll remember exactly where you were at when this happened and, you know it's like mm-hmm. up there with like michael jackson passing away and exactly. right well which is like i mean i'm thinking like we've had big people pass away but i'm think like at this level i mean I the because of social to media is is. jackson
1: well, and also, yeah. too, Kobe is such a universal icon. Like, whether you actually were intimately involved with sports, whether you know, whether you actually played, whether you were inspired by him, everyone just knows his name. Oh, absolutely. Every, you know, he's and and again, I don't want to disregard or discredit any other person that was on that plane. But and then and then you're right. To, like so, if, like you think of the magnitude of the way that they passed. And I know, like for me, like I that day, like I more so mourned for everyone else that was affected. You know, it was his family, everyone else's family. You know, I I started spiraling, thinking about the moment of like being of like being in that helicopter and just kind of like traffic. knowing, you know. And and then, but then also just like. You know, feeling somewhat comfort, knowing that at least you know they they had each other, and and I think you also make a great point about um, how no one in this situation that's intimately affected owes us anything. And I just want to reiterate that I find Vanessa Bryant's strength so admirable on beyond any level I can express because she is on social media being very public and still communicating with the with. You know her followers, and i mean i watch I watched her Instagram following grow and it's gone up, it goes up by mm-hmm. millions every day and i just i find her i find her ability to still to still not like necessarily care or I don't know how to express it, but it's like she it's she knows she doesn't owe the public anything but her willingness to still share and be open with you know right. every single day with you know a new tribute that's happening or just giving thanks to the love and support she's continuously getting, like still being willing to acknowledge the public at the level that she's at, you know, while still adjusting to this really, um, you know, new and shocking reality. I think that for me is like the, like the, the, like the most admirable thing I could take away from this.
2: Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Like her Instagram, um, you know, when she made that first post of like her and the family And it's just, like, so, it's just so raw. Um, And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know what her thought process is. I don't know if she's doing it to keep us informed or if she, like, wants to grieve with us. I think, you know, when you're, you know, married to someone that has such a magnitude of, like, popular culture, like, everyone knows Kobe. Like, he's just a household name at this point. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think she might be just trying to share a little bit more of his legacy from her end. Um. It it honest. It, it's just amazing. And I and something that was so so cool when Kobe Bryant and you know his daughter and the other seven passed away. Everyone, you know, it was trending on Twitter that um, like the trending Twitter phrase was like "Please God." And it was just people just outpouring and like praying and you know. Asking God to like look over these families that have lost, you know, parts of their family, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just the cool thing about social media is people just, you know, they're they're calling out for each other and they're calling out for, you know, God to just watch over these individuals and um, just praying for them. It was it's just cool. Yeah, and, and you know,
0: you, tragedy really brings people together. Yeah, and in no way are we trying to like rank people's deaths or compare them. But going back to what you said, maybe like five minutes ago, Sophie, um, the reason why this death feels like it's at a much greater magnitude than some of the other uh, really notable like society and like pop culture icons who have passed away is, is because of social media. And like thinking back to when Michael Jackson died, I was in seventh grade at the time, we didn't have social media other than Facebook. The way that news traveled was a lot slower at that time. And remember, like his funeral was being shown on CNN. Like if this were happening now, it would be streamed on like every single platform, like worldwide. Um, like his family probably would have been in the same position as the Bryant family as and as Vanessa Bryant and like having to like really experience the grief and like mourning with the entire world so I mean it's interesting that you guys said it can be like a positive thing and that you admire her strength I do feel the same way but I almost feel like it's 10 times harder to lose a loved one in the state that we're in right now like regardless of whether or not you're a well-known figure or like you're a household name it's like because we keep up with each other in social media and all these different ways it's like you're expected to share your entire life with people. Like, I just wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Absolutely like, grieving not. is hard Absolutely enough. It, grieving is hard enough as it is. But then the fact that she then feels this, this responsibility of having to speak up, because in her case, if she doesn't speak up, then everyone around her and her is going to speak for them. And it's like, that's her husband. That's the father of her kids. It's like, I almost, I, I get why she would be like, okay, I want to own the conversation. I don't really think it comes... I don't want to speak for her, but I doubt that it also it comes from a place of her really wanting to do that. Like it's been barely a week, right? Well,
1: well, and also too, I think what's another consequence of social media being so prominent during moments like this in life is the fact that you you can never like get away from it. You know, it's I'm sure I'm sure any anytime she logs on to anything, it's all she's going to get bombarded with. Like she really just like it's like gonna continue to open the wound you know or like deepen Mm -hmm. the wound and yeah no i think you made a great i think you make a great point tobes um that yeah she probably just wanted to own the conversation because you know uh, unfortunately you never know when especially with celebrities people people tend to speak on things act like they know things you know whether they're intimately involved or not
0: so absolutely yeah so i guess there's a lot to learn from this like unfortunate passing of Kobe and Gianna and everyone else that was on the plane. uh, I mean, on the helicopter. Um, And yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just continue to see the way that people remember him and his legacy and how we just move forward in the rest of the year. But on completely different topics. Well, actually I think the Grammys happened the day after he passed away. And I think speaking on that topic of being really quick to react they oh no, it was the same day. That night it was with the, the Grammys. Yeah. And they had the they already were able to have um a performance in his honor that night. It's like, wow, that just shows the magnitude of things um and how quickly things move. And yeah, but on the topic of the Grammys, yeah, I just wow, so many things happened that day. And that was also the same day as the I think the Rock Nation brunch or something. Um, but I know we wanted to talk about the Grammys in general and just how um, every single year the music landscapes continue to change and evolve. And this year, Billie Eilish completely swept the competition.
2: Yeah. Like swept. Her and her brother. Yeah. Well, her brother. Is her brother like her main? He writes and produces with her. Okay. I don't know if he was like the main producer, or the main writer, but he's both. So look at that,
0: yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, she <laughs> just all I can think of is like the picture of her and her brother afterwards, and they like both have like multiple. Yeah, they're each like holding them, <laughs> just standing
0: there. Okay, like dynamic duo. We yeah, love that. Yeah. Though. Keep it in the family. I respect it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know, I know, there's been a lot of backlash for
2: like Lizzo because Lizzo like wrote her what her album came out what three years ago, yeah, or her song truth hurts came out through something truth hurts is really old
0: like three years or so yeah Mm -hmm.
2: and people are like this isn't fair i'm like girl shut up let Lizzo have her time to shine we love her yeah
0: and Lizzo had a great year and i think people are putting a lot less emphasis on whether or not the academy thinks you're cool (laughs) um so for sure like i mean she's been super successful regardless like every single year you're seeing like viewership in award shows go lower and lower but regardless it's like the Grammys will always kind of be like the epitome of um just like what it means to like be recognized by the music industry but at the same time it's like Absolutely. the the amount of power that the public is giving the Grammys and like determining who they listen to and who they care about has shrunk so it's more so just for like the musician to say like oh yeah I have a Grammy at least that's how I feel mm-hmm. um it's like yeah. As someone who's been a fan of music for years and years, it's like, yeah, no one really cares I'm... if you've won a Grammy anymore, other than the people who actually work in the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to win a Grammy. I want a Grammy.
1: Yeah, yeah Like, well, because like, no matter what, like, what's bigger than winning a Grammy? You know, like, the, I feel like that's such a, it's like, it's utilized such like as as a measurement of success,
0: and as it should, it does
1: have a long history and tradition of you know really measuring someone's career and where they're at
0: but at the same time yeah, it's a group of old white men in their 60s determining so that's why like people are like okay oh, yeah, they they don't know, yeah. who's cool yeah so I think it's cool how the power dynamic is, has shifted and now I mean it's both a pro and a con because like people are making music for us like for the fans mm-hmm. and as a result like these old heads like no offense but like in the academy and in the industry or like no you're having speaking to truth. kind of switch how they like determine like who to give musical merit to because at the end of the day everything is super subjective and like there are still some awards that like grammys at beyonce hasn't won yeah. <laughs> because of like the like the super old and like backwards institutional way that the academy has thought in the past um But then you have someone who is essentially like just out of her, fresh out of her teenage years, slash kind of still a teenager sweeping the entire competition.
2: (laughs) Oh, I believe it. No, everyone's like mad that Lana didn't win album of the year. (sighs) I mean, that's what I'm seeing on Twitter. What do you guys think about that? Because I have my two cents, but. Um, I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't care. Like, oh, wait, you said. (laughs) Oh, wait, they're saying they're saying care. Lana
1: Del Rey should have won Album of the Year? Yeah, Norman fucking Rockwell.
2: People were like, losing their minds. Uh, no.
1: false. Yeah, it's false. <laughs> On, okay, y'all know I'm a Lana stan. <laughs> I love Lana, but that's not the album that should have won her a Grammy, yeah.
0: so. We're not even gonna entertain the argument. Yeah, but is it the best yeah. album of the year? It doesn't matter if it's her
2: album that won the Thank Grammy. Thank
0: you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: she definitely, she's had better albums, but, like, I don't know if it's I
0: don't know I to be on I don't care I don't care <laughs> Billy go ahead like honestly because it's like when you I feel like you have to think holistically when you, someone is gonna win album of the year it's not just about the album it's about the singles it's about the impact that it had culturally it's about the tour that you put everything into consideration even though it is just album of the year because that's why it's the most important award that everyone wants to win at the Grammys.
1: Well, and also, like, not not everyone okay. listens to Lana Del Rey, you know? I'm sure the demographic yeah. is way more widespread for Billie Eilish than it is for Lana Del Rey. Yeah.
0: Oh, right, I mean,
1: right. right, 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 But it's not pop album of the year. It's not,
2: you know, it's, like, literally, like, what's, like, the best yeah. music. Best music, best moments. I mean, Norman fucking Rockwell, I mean, it was, it's big. Like, people are losing their minds over it. No, Lana's, like, tour, like, when, when it, like, was on sale, like, it sold out. But she's not Like, brilliant. you couldn't get tickets to KC. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, in my opinion, like, it's, like, comparable. Like, I could see where they'd be comparable. I even, like, Thank You Next. I mean, mm. that was a big album for Ariana, yeah. too. Yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just <sighs> yeah but i think it's like i can see why people are upset though i mean billy like won everything yeah. else. I'm,
1: out, out of like looking at all the nominees i think i, I think the best choice was billy and that's that
0: <laughs> yeah and it's not to dog True. on anybody else's talent but when you think about her age when you think about her writing and vocal ability and the impact that she's having like I know that she said some controversial things about rap and hip hop and like all of that. And do I agree with what sure she has. said? No, I don't agree. But like when you talk about her talent and like who she is and the impact that she's having like on the youth, I think she deserves all of these awards. Like Yeah. I agree. You know? Like Yeah. And she big Exactly. At and every year well not every year, but a lot of years there's someone that comes and sweeps everything. Like at one point this was Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, uh, please don't. Yeah, please, like, say. the thing is, like, it depends. <laughs> um, were there any shocks that, like, you guys felt about any of the winners? Or lack of? Oh. Um, I mean,
2: Jack Antonoff not winning producer of the <laughs> right. there.
1: It's just because we're biased. But you guy. literally just said shout <laughs> out to her brother.
0: Like, I know, but like I mean, can I play favorites? True. Um, okay, but the thing, yeah, okay, yeah, but Phineas won because, of, um, Billy. Yeah, okay, he had to win because of Billy. Like, if Phineas weren't in this category, then it would have to go to Jack Antonoff. <laughs> and that's the tea on the tea. But the thing is, okay, where is Taylor? Was Taylor Swift nominated for anything here? Because a lot she of was. Best, she was. Where is yeah, it? Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was nominated for. Nominated for,
1: best song for you need to calm down was nominated let me see
2: and lover was nominated too
0: okay well both of these parts okay you need to calm down not one of her best songs whatsoever even though that's a subjective opinion and then lover not her best album to date jack antonoff co-wrote and produced the majority of the album so i guess in this case if that's what he's getting judged for then i guess even though Sophie and I love him. We have to be like, okay, yeah, maybe he didn't deserve this. I mean, maybe. Yeah,
1: if, if his if if <laughs> they went into other categories, he definitely was not going to be taking producer of the year.
0: Yeah, but it's okay because Bleachers is dropping an album in 2020. <laughs>
2: Dude, yeah. don't! I can't! I can't get this excited <laughs> this early. In the yeah,
1: and we'll see. We'll see what next year is like for them.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to other winners. <laughs> who wants to talk about the Super Bowl? A
2: Casey representing. A- I really don't care about football, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, which is super yeah, cool because that's exactly. And I
1: mean, it was the first time in fifty years. And if you guys follow anything in the NFL, honestly, we'll admit neither none of us really do. But I had to follow this year because, you know. Again, our city was... We had to rep our city, but... I mean, if you guys if you guys knew the Chiefs before Andy Reid, whack, pathetic, you never would have thought we would have gotten to this point.
2: No, they were, like, the fucking scum on <laughs> yeah, the of the Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the
1: worst of the worst.
0: But yeah, like, when were. I first moved to Kansas... The worst of the worst. <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we got Andy Reid, and then we got Patrick Mahomes, and now we have a Super Bowl title. And... Yeah, which is crazy because last
2: year we lost in the AFC championships. Mm-hmm. So, and if you don't know anything about football, <laughs> AFC championships, and then there's or AFC conference, and then there's an NFC mm-hmm. conference. I'm pretty sure. And then Kansas City's in the AFC conference, and we lost
0: Patriots, to the Patriots Tom Brady, last and how, year. what a
2: <laughs> yes, we lost to the White Man <laughs> last year. And then this year, we won the ASC Championship, which gets us into the Super Bowl. And then we played the San Francisco 49ers um, in the Super Bowl. And then we won against them, which is super cool. Um, Not trying to be that human, but, you know, the 49ers aren't that great of – I mean, they're (laughs) obviously good because they're in the Super Bowl. But, like – Out of all of of them, all the good, good teams, like kind of got kicked out somehow. Yeah, so so be sure to say you're lucky. Yeah, (laughs) yes, yes, like count your blessings. It's like
1: literally out of all of the out of all the NFC, why them? Like, why the 49
2: because they're because their quarterback's the hottest. Oh, he is, honey,
1: but like where are those lips, anyways? Next. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, no, but it was really cool. Um, I had to, I had to bartend the um, Super Bowl, and you know, no one really parties like Casey. Not, try- I'm, I'm not okay, like dogging. Hear me out,
0: okay?
2: Hear me out. I'm not dogging on any other city, obviously. Or bias. Um, there's tons of cities that literally party yeah. harder than Kansas. Like literally, we were the butt crack of america <laughs> but the thing about Kansas City is Kansas City loves Kansas City and Kansas City loves the Kansas City Chiefs and everyone was in red and you know the streets are just filled with happy people it's just it, it, it's a really cool vibe i don't necessarily ca- care that much about football and the chiefs but i do care about Kansas City and you know the week leading up to the super bowl i mean everyone just has a smile on their face. Like the morale of Kansas city was really yeah. high. And then for us to like bring home the trophy it's really cool being, you know, a native to Kansas city and then being able to go and celebrate, you know, going to like the parade and like working the super bowl. I mean, it's just awesome. Like we had, I was bartending and when we won the super bowl, like we were all like on the bar top singing, we are the champions. Mm-hmm. Like you just like, these are like moments in life that you really don't get to have that. Exactly. Time. Um, and I think people understand that and really appreciate that, regardless of, you know, how old you are. This is just—I mean, if you're repping Kansas City, you're repping Kansas City. It's—it's—it's it's, it's cool to be here and to be able to see that, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is easily one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL yeah. right now, um, and definitely going down in history if he maintains the level that right. he's at. Um, I mean, he's gonna honestly—he'll be up there with Tom Brady if he—if he—if he. If he, if he keeps that well this is literally
1: once in a lifetime like this is the first time in 50 years so i that of course and it's exactly the energy that we need for our city like um yeah i i, I know i and also what's crazy about that game is we did not win it until the last five minutes and i know i hate to be that person that's sure like me because it's like i obviously didn't play nor did yeah yeah because we were right. on the field Andy <laughs> and yeah for, for, if you saw us on the sidelines with our advisors that was us um anyways but like it was within <laughs> the last five minutes they were losing and i remember pe- people because i had a huge watch party people at my house were like Or like, I don't even know, like, if we need, if we can keep watching this. Like, I am not ready for this heartbreak. And this girl verbatim said, "You know, guys, it might be my fault because, like, I um, if I am bad luck whenever I watch they lose." So she goes to the bathroom. They score that first touchdown with like six minutes left. Isn't that crazy? Yes, and then everybody's kind of looking at each other. She comes back, and they're like, "No, no, no, you should go back to the bathroom."
2: She goes back to the bathroom. Why'd you even invite her, Jasmine? She obviously is bad um, juju. I,
1: I didn't know her. It was not my idea to have a watch party, first of all.
2: I, I Okay, well you need to be careful. Lesson learned, be careful who you invite. Yeah, you no. Know. In. Oh, don't
1: worry. We sage, we cleanse, I burn sandal, one to fill in the space. We're good. Of course Any- you do. Place. Yeah. yeah, so then she goes back <laughs> to the bathroom. They score again and we kept her in the bathroom for the whole rest of the game. And yeah, really? it was, oh yeah. It it was just like it was just the funniest shit. Like I had never I'd never seen no, anything that's like funny, that. that's God's <laughs> never let God them back in my to you in that
0: moment, Remember yeah. that feeling?
1: Oh yeah. We did. Don't worry, she's not come back. I'm like, I just say she can't come back.
2: <laughs> but it's just cool because you know, we won a World Series, which is the highest title in um MLB which is the ba- baseball mm-hmm. um basically Super Bowl of baseball we won that my freshman year and then now that I'm a freshman in adult life <sighs> we've won the Super Ayy. Bowl so yeah and then the
0: Cubs won when I was a junior in school so I've just had a lot a lot of luck yes oh yeah yeah because yeah. I was gonna ask you guys like what it was like on parade in Kansas City because obviously I was here at work in Germany (laughs) with no one even muttering the words Kansas City. Yeah. People People finally know like what I mean when I say, oh, I'm from Kansas City. Now they're like, oh, yeah, like the Chiefs. (laughs) Oh, that's so (laughs) cute. I love that. I love that. But um, Honestly, I remember was, from the yeah. Cubs World Series, like though, because I I went to that parade and that was like I think one of like the biggest in history. So I get the vibe from the Kansas City parade day. But I hope you guys yeah, loved it was it. it was actually yeah, beautiful. it was it was so I fun am. and it was oh yeah, worth my it. mom said the weather was trash. Oh yeah, it was snowing like
1: like not like not like sticking snow, but there were flakes mm-hmm. coming down con- like, consistently for a good like sure twenty was. fucking minutes. Sure was. But cool. it was it was so much fun and it was so worth it. And again, the energy and just like seeing like people's people were smiling and high-fiving and screaming and like cheering and there were people of all ages because all the metropolitan schools around the area canceled so there were kids everywhere like it was truly like a family universal experience and it was Mm -hmm. so cool to be a part of and just like Patrick Mahomes was drunk the whole day and it was and it was, was like he deserved it he totally deserved it and yeah, I just remember like the bus that of them on it. Like him and Travis were on the same bus and, I and saw it, like that. yeah, and it drove by and they were just being so crazy and the energy was Yeah. Dude,
2: beer all I felt over. like we were
1: like still he in was... the game.
2: Exactly. No, it really was cool and, you know, Post Malone was there cuz he's performing yeah. that night. And you know, it, was just, it 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 really is just a big party and like I said Kansas City loves Kansas yeah. City.
1: Only five arrests. Was... I'm like, all right, good job. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yes, only five. Fell out of a tree. Yeah, only five. I feel like Chicago. This bitch maybe... literally
2: fell out of a tree. <laughs> like, it's nine. It fell out of a tree. It's nine. it's nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
0: Whoa. No, I mean, because people were like, yeah, we have crazy climbing shit. Yeah, people were like, like shit. I wasn't at the Cubs parade. People were like climbing. What's the thing that? Oh, like traffic lights. People were yeah. doing all sorts yes. of crazy things. I yeah. act like I wasn't there.
2: Yeah, never mind. I'm like they literally had like rock climbers like it was yeah. nuts. I mean I was yeah. taking
1: I was taking pulls of of vodka at like 7:53 a.m. If that tells you anything, yes. you know. Oh, my god, everybody my was My god. Drunk. Was... Everyone
2: was smoking weed, which is not legal in Kansas. In Missouri <laughs> it
1: is or it's like decriminalized. Oh, we yeah, were, we're in Missouri, Missouri honey. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is not a Kansas win. We're this is a Missouri. Missouri win. Don't be don't be like but the I president. Don't, I
2: don't th- I don't think it's like legal like it's that.
1: Not. It's not. It's <laughs> not. Like but like it, it's in in missouri you can get away with a lot more than you can in kansas
2: ain't that the truth <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: not get
0: into that um, okay yes yeah, so the chiefs won the super bowl okay and then if there's anything that we've learned from the past like month and a week of 2020 is that life is short and nothing is guaranteed as corny as that may sound but because of that we've decided that we really need to make sure that we're continuing to, like, live our life up to the purpose that, like, has been determined before us. And on that topic, what do each of us want to accomplish this year? Mm, Go ahead. You go.
2: Um, I think that, you know, when Kobe passed, a lot of people came to social media and kind of were just like, whatever issues that you have with people just kind of squash it now because it's not worth it. Life is so short and nothing is promised day to day. Um, So I think something that I really want to do, which, you know, I find myself doing this and then I don't do it at the same time, is I'm going to try this year is to be more present Mm -hmm. and, you know, in each moment and each cool thing that I do or even just, you know in my homework or in my day-to-day conversations, my interpersonal connections, I'm going to try to be more present and live in that moment. Um, Cause you know, I've been able to like experience a lot of cool things and you know, they just kind of like come and go. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't really like, un- like, I don't necessarily appreciate it at that time. And I don't think, I think it's that cool at that time or I don't think it's like that impressive at mm-hmm. that time. So um, I'm going to try to live every moment, as best as i can appreciate it as best as i can and like understand that this is like you know technically every moment ish ish is like once in a lifetime Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean like i'm not like even like if you think this is like really abstract thinking but like even like this podcast like that we're recording right now like these words that are coming out of my mouth that are coming out of y'all's mouth like it's like technically once in a lifetime kind of thing you know i'm not gonna have the exact same thing happen again Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna try to be very present.
0: Oh, I, I love think that's that. A really good one.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say for me, um, because I, like, I I don't know how to like I don't know how to say this without sounding so like morbid, but you know, <laughs> I <laughs> know. Well, okay, but like <laughs> Kobe really Kobe passed, and he really got to pass at the pinnacle of his career, you know, and had his life, you know. Girl. He he retired with a legacy that he was proud of. And that's going to go on forever. He was a philanthropist. You know, he invested in his daughter and the youth, you know, and like in sports. And so for me, I really just want to find and establish the confidence that I need for like the niche and the purpose in my life as I move forward in my career professionally and just making sure that I'm doing work and I'm putting, I'm doing work that not only I'm proud of, um. And can be a source of inspiration for for people, but like one that I'm very confident to be in because I'm you know I'm graduating college this year, and I know Ooh, yeah. thank God I would have never thought we <laughs> made it, honey, but we did. And but yeah, I'm graduating college this year, and that's that's a milestone that I'm very proud of. Um, as I've mentioned before, and as both Toby and Soph know, I it it was a long time coming, and it's a milestone I'm very proud of. So I just want to make sure that as I continue to move forward in my life beyond this point, that I'm continuously doing something that I'm proud of and, you know, just prospering from and just feeling really fulfilled. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything in my life. That's like lackluster. I don't want to do anything that I just feel all right at doing and just kind of, eh, you know, I I don't want it to feel very mediocre or, or not have any, not like have any, like not have it feel very moving, um, so just moving forward, it's, I just want to find my niche and I want to be confident in it. And I want to create art and inspiration for people around me and, and continue to inspire myself. Just, you know, I just want to keep the next step, just keep doing better and just have it keep being better than like the last, cause you just never know what life has entailed the next day and you're not guaranteed the next day. So I want to, I want to spend every day just being really proud and happy of what I accomplished that day.
0: So then 20 yeah, for it. you is yeah, like finding your purpose. Yep. And then for Sophie, it's being present. Yeah. So what you about like, you, Tobes? And for me, I mean I just think it's funny, you might also have like start with the letter P, but for me, I think <laughs> I 2020 for me is about patience and just really mm. like using this time to really develop in the season that I'm in, because I think God's blessed me with a lot of achievements at a really young age. And looking back at my life, I've always been like, okay, great, I achieved this thing. Now I need to achieve this next thing. And I'm consistently like my biggest competition. And I'm always trying to like get that next thing, like get that next job, get this next thing. And like, now that I'm at this place where I'm like, okay, I've really prayed to be where I'm at right now. And I really prayed to get the job that I have right now. I want to use 2020 to really make sure that I master the work that I've been given and like master everything that I'm learning in this season because I think since my life does move really quickly and I'm able to jump from things like like from one thing to the next thing, I've started to identify some gaps in like my personal development or even like professionally where I'm like, okay, I wish I knew how to do this thing more. And I never gave myself the time to really learn to master that thing because I was so focused on like checking that box and achieving the next thing on my list. So now that like I'm in this season, I'm in this job that I worked really hard for and that I really wanted, I wanna make sure that I'm the best that I can be in it and that I really earn whatever's in store for me next. And I think that's gonna then go into like patience that I said is like what I really wanna focus on in this 2020, just being patient with myself and being patient with those around me so that I can really take in um, all the things that I can learn from them and apply them to my own life. So that's what I wanna do this year. Oh, I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. On the awesome it- Exactly. And then moving on to another piece the weekly playlist. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is working really well this month. And we put this whole episode together like 20 minutes before we recorded. So I think this is good um i can start so for me um and i want to thank sophie for this because she sent me a dm like at the beginning of the year and i never checked my twitter dms and it was about never never sorry guys it was about um like jack antonoff posting that bleachers was going to release an album in 2020 and so then of course I mean, unlike any other week, I'm listening to Bleachers a lot and then I'm Googling Jack Antonoff and then I find out that he literally started like a super group last year with Sam Du and then Soundwave from TDE. And for those of you who don't know Soundwave because he's not really a household name, he's the one that produced the Black Panther album. He's one of the original producers in TDE, like where Kendrick Lamar is. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. like Top Dog Entertainment and like basically he worked on Good Kid, Mad City, like, every single, like, one of, like, Schoolboy Q's and, like, Kendrick Lamar's like, biggest albums, like, biggest singles, Soundwave is behind them. Yes, he's important. Yes. So you combine him with Jack Antonoff and then Sam Do, and they formed a group called Red Hurst, and they dropped an album last year. And <laughs> so the past two weeks I've been listening to it, and one of their original singles that they dropped with it is called Half Love, and it's, like... The thing is, I've talked about this so much in the past year and a half on this podcast about how it's like (laughs) my dream for Jack Antonoff to like work within hip hop and rap. And then it's like finally happening. But it's now like this its literally bleachers, but like R&B, like r and bleachers, literally. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. But if you're a fan of like Soundwave's work or Jack Antonoff's work or just like pop and R&B, which covers a lot of spectrums, you'll be able to find a song on this album that you like. But I recommend listening to Half Love. Um, and yeah. We love it. We support it.
2: We really do. Everyone listen to Red Hers. Oh my god. It's so Please good. Do. Okay. Who wants to go next? What about you?
1: Juicy? Or Toby, yeah, do you have, you any have more? another
0: one? Uh, but I only really want to focus on that. Oh, okay. That's why I was, like, <laughs> that's why I was waiting. I was
1: like okay
0: because no. um, i'm so less passionate about the other one, so I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't know how to follow that up but all that i've been listening to this recently i guess this last these last couple weeks this last month um five is new five seconds of summer um their newest single mm. no shame um i don't know about you mm. guys if you've listened to it but i've never heard luke's voice that high before um and it's kind of a vibe I kind of was feeling it, it took me it took me a listen but I, I was like all right I didn't know you you could go up that octave but all right um and then following that I've been really again I'm sure you guys have seen the pattern from the last few episodes that we've done I've been really into throwbacks lately um I'm obsessed with Gwen Stefani again like we're bringing back the early 2000s late 90s again in my life um but I've Specifically, I've been listening to probably probably one of the more mainstream albums is the Love uh, Angel Music Baby album. Of course, my two favorite singles, which ended up being the hit singles, um, were "Cool and Luxurious" and so kind of those three songs are what, are what I've been looping for recently. But yeah, what about you, Soph?
2: Um, so I've been listening to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but some of my sorry, my nose itches. Anyways, um, so some of my top songs I've been listening to, one is called Wait For You by Jake Miller. This swan. My roommate introduced it to me, and she's always played it, and I was like, God, this is such a cute vibe. Like, I love it. Um, It kind of feels like I should be, like, windows down, and then, like, the top down of, like, a Jeep Wrangler, like, in the (laughs) summer, like, you know, all my sorority sisters are, like, if all like two hundred of us like are in all these jeeps and like they're recording us and like being cute and like the winds in our hair with sunglasses on and some like crop tops and like jean shorts. That's the vibe that I get from it. So, so so cute. Um and it's just like a cute little love song. It's very poppy. Um new age pop though. Um I think everyone should listen to it just once. Just also, once. If you don't oh, like it, you don't like sorry it.
0: Sorry to interrupt you, but Jake Miller, like where has he been? <laughs> Isn't this the song <laughs> of Jake Miller? Dude, I don't even Mexico? know who this is. Okay, he was like a like a J- Justin Bieber, Austin Mahone, like super baby, like. <laughs> Shut yes. up. And he literally came around like I think we were maybe like in eighth or ninth grade when he like came on the scene. Okay, I'm looking him up right then now. Then he disappeared. This is a guy with dark hair, right? Dude, I've
2: never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's random. Okay. He is random, but his songs pop off. He's she he also I, said Austin
1: I. Mahomes. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Exactly, and I'm for
2: a good reason too. Where's Taylor <laughs> Kenneth at? Did he work? yo, like. <laughs> where's Dude,
0: the vibe boys
2: at? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my other song is "Baby Don't Talk" by Is it Leon? Mm-hmm. Leon? Yes. Well, guess to which one, Leon? Leon. Leon, okay, she's, she bangs, man. She so reminds me of, like, I wish her and Maggie Rogers would, like, collab on a song. Because it's, like, I feel like kind of, like, same soundy mood vibes. But, like, totally, like, their voices are different. Anyways, Baby Don't Talk. Um, I've been hearing it at work a lot. Um, And it just honestly puts a smile on my face. It's really a good song to, like, like sing in the car to. Like, scream sing in the car um, and if you know her, her, it's it's very on brand for her sound. She's very consistent with sound. Mm-hmm. And if we love one thing here at the Weekly Bakey, and that's consistency, <laughs> Man. Um, it is good. Seriously, um, but I like Baby Don't Talk too, and I like. I mean, I like some of her other stuff, but um, Baby Don't Talk is one to check out as mm-hmm. well.
0: Seconded, and
2: I think, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for in to our February episode of the year um as always make sure to like review rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts
1: yes and check out our website the weekly dot give us an email let us know what you've been listening to what this year has already brought you in the first month and a half because january was a whole year in itself um yeah right yeah we'll be back in march um Hopefully, because we get we get an extra day in February, so hopefully we got some good things for you guys coming for next month.
0: Absolutely, indeed, and once again, I'm Toby, I'm Jasmine, and I'm Sophie, and you've been
1: listening to the, the we- weekly, weekly vacay. Yay. Oh, One wait, wait these we, have to, we'll do get. we have to change our name.
0: No, okay, good. We were good. never uploading weekly, anyways.
1: True. It's
0: a brand. Okay.
2: Okay. Ciao. Bye. (laughs) Ciao. Bye-bye.